talked a little about this yesterday, but I, I wasn't there, so I'm going to get your thoughts on this whole greatest back, greatest shooting backcourt thing. Is that something you say they are now, or that's what they could become? They are the greatest shooting backcourt tandem in the history of the game. They are. You and Reggie Miller? Yeah, Reggie, Reggie, uh, we'd be in the discussion, but he missed too many shots, you know. Um, but I even, you know, I, I, I've been listening and watching and all the reactions. And, and, and what you have to understand, I'm not comparing them as a tandem to the greats. But I am saying as a, a tandem shooting the basketball, uh, to me it's not even a debate. I mean, the closest I came up with, um, you know, that I've seen, John Stockton and Jeff Hornacek were two, you know, very good shooters. These two guys, when you're talking about putting all-time greats in a the room, they're going to go in the room, and they very well can come out. You can't say that about any other tandems um, that's played. So it's who they are. They were born to shoot the basketball. There's no other two players in a backcourt together that were born to shoot the basketball. Dillard's advocate, is there anything to be said for letting him do it over an extended period of time instead of about a season and a half or so, a little bit more than a season? There's no tandem that's done it in the history of the game over 82 games like these guys. That's an extended period. I have, I have a, they have a body of work. And um, I think too much is being played of it, but at the end of the day, it's, it's my belief. And these two guys are incredible shooters. Dude. That can't be debated. David Stern's fault. There's too many on bases. There's got to be something to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're working. You're working. No, I'm, I'm here all week. <laughs> Under other circumstances, I wouldn't be getting this much chatter. But Thank you. <laughs> Mark, was there any significance to moving the shoot around here? Uh, I mean, moving the practice here, putting him in this arena? Yes. Uh, you know, we've had – we haven't been here in a while. And I think it's important for us to, you know, get the sense of our home court get some shots up, work out here, and um, get familiar with it once again. You know, Normally, we're always at the facility. I thought it was, imp it was very important to get back here. What's your chief concern tomorrow? You know, that's, a, that's a very good basketball team. And like I said, they're extremely well coached. They're going to make adjustments. Um, and they're a team just like us, that they have confidence that their, their act travels. So we have to make sure that we come prepared, but they're, you know, they're the number three, team, number three seed for a reason. Coach, how concerned are you about Steph's ankle right now? You know, he's getting treatment around the clock, and um, at the end of the day, we pray that he's ready to go. If not, we'll be ready to go as a team. Once again, no excuses. Because he's gone through so much, particularly with his ankles, I know his right one, one is left. Do you have more confidence that he can get manage this maybe and get through it? I really don't know. Um, I believe so, and he's doing the things that he, he's got to do to uh, put himself in position to play. That being said, you know, watching the, the, the video of it, I was shocked. I told him this morning that he even got up and walked off and came back. That was, you know, it looked bad. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's a special time, and he's a special player. So I think it's important. I, t I told our trainer, Chad, he, he very well could be the MVP of this series. Mark, going back to shooting, when you started as a player, I think the number of three-point shots was like one out of every 18 or something. This year it's like one out of four. You got it, Tell me how that has changed the game over the years and whether it's a good thing. You got it. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a strategic thing. Um, and I think that the game has changed. The players have changed. Um, the, the weapon of a stretch four has changed the game also. Um, 
and also there's no uh, you can count the legitimate centers playing the center position on your hand so it's a different ball game and, and players are better as far as you know we, we've got you know when you look at our team we've got guys that can shoot the basketball and I just think it's, it's organizations and it's teams utilizing the hand that they have do you think that trend will continue, and can it get to be where it's too far, or is this all good for the game? Oh, it, I mean, it's an exciting brand of basketball. Um, who wants to see a point guard back down for 20 <laughs> seconds? Uh, it's, it's a different game. It's much more enjoyable. You, you <laughs> wish that, somebody who did that. Yeah, I was like, do you wish that you played in an era with a stretch four so you could have all that space? Uh, it, it, it certainly, um, you know, benefits the point guard or the player. When you have a four that can stretch to the three-point line as opposed to, you know, pick and roll, you know, you have both weapons and it, it makes the offense much more tougher to defend. Was the Carl Landry start, not start in game two tied specifically to whether Fareed started or not? Or you were... I'm really, uh, you know, it had something to do with it, but not everything. You know, it was a whole lot that went, in, went into me making that decision. And so the, the fact that they're probably going to start him tomorrow, does that get you thinking on, on altering? Or you no, like I, you know, I'm, I'm going to you know do what's best for this basketball team. It doesn't matter what they do. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I will continue to look at the film and uh, make a decision based on what's best for us.